0: Everyone, you're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastor's Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Last week, I Googled water rescues, and I came up with something that I thought was really interesting on one of my many searches. It talked about the four A's of water rescue. It said, basically, we have to be aware of the situation, what's what's happening. Then we have to assess all of the, the variables, the tangibles and intangibles, take action, do something, you know, and then you have the aftercare. You have to take care of the victim. Water rescue. 320 million drownings a year. Can you believe that? That, that stat kind of stunned me. And most drownings happen between the ages of one to nine years old. Drowning. Water rescue. I had the crazy opportunity to rescue a drowning victim years ago in the ocean. This guy was sinking for the last time. We pulled our little boat up to him, 16-footer. This guy was a massive guy, bigger than the rock, you know? And we basically looked and and, and grabbed his hands and pulled him into the boat. Then after he was okay, we drove him back to his boat, which the wind had blown away. That's why he was drowning after he fell in. And then we transferred him from our boat to his boat. I thought about that story a lot because we did the same thing, that that Google told us to do. I I, I was aware of the situation. I mean, I happened to glance to my left as we were making the turn into the marina. I mean, normally I wouldn't have done it. I just glanced and I saw something on the horizon line that looked kind of odd. And sure enough, it was this guy going down for one of the last times. So I I was aware, you know, I pat myself on the back for that. It was just, uh, I believe it was God. And then. I assessed the situation along with my friend. We're in a 16-foot boat. This guy weighs over 300 pounds. He's, he's, he's desperate. If I, if I jumped in, I could be another victim. We had nothing really to, to throw to him. So we just extended our hands and we took action and put him in the boat. And after he threw up and after he was crying and after he thanked us, we, we, we did some brief aftercare to make sure he was okay. Then we put him back on his boat, and he motored away. So those, those four things, the four A's of water rescue are in effect. In, in a crowd this size, I, I would believe that, that there's a number of us who need to be rescued. You, you don't really know it, but you need desperately to be rescued. Ed, me drowning? You got to be kidding me! I would say those four stages that I just mentioned hold true physically when you're literally drowning, and also spiritually. You have to be aware of the situation. You have to assess what's going on. You have to take action, and then you have to be very, very intentional about the aftercare. The four A's, right? You've got it now of water. Rescue. Well, well, how do we do that? We've been talking about how to do that. Well, what's a good example of that? Well, the Bible is littered with example after example of people who rescued other people. Because the Bible tells us from cover to cover that Christianity is to be spread one-on-one. One-on-one. Now, yeah, it's great when masses show up. I mean, we're... We're commanded to gather together. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says to worship God, and if we don't gather together at least weekly, we're not right with God. It's as simple as that. Also, if we're not on a passenger list, the manifest list of the fellowship, I'm talking metaphorically, we're not right with God. Because the church is called the body of Christ, and the Bible says every body has members, members. So Membership is talked about a lot, and we would love to have you aboard the fellow ship, a bunch of fellows rowing the ship in the right direction as we follow our captain, Jesus. And, and, and this ship always, always goes by a bunch of people who, who were drowning. So I've been challenging you corporately and also individually to toss the ring. The ring is the thing, and we've been saying the ring is Jesus. The hope is the rope. The rope is tied to the only thing Jesus ever built, the local church, I just described that. Then we have an opportunity to pull as we're rescuing people, so the house will be full. This is the church, this is the ship. You have to be, if you're a believer, on the manifest. You've gotta be involved in this process, but where did this process take place? How can we learn really how to do this in my life? Because you know people I don't know. I know people you don't know. And in God's sovereignty and his supernaturalness, he has placed you and me in the paths of people that only we can influence. Now, when I say we, it's God. Because this is a part of our arsenal. We're carrying around the key to life. We're carrying around the answer. We have that. You have it and I have it. All we are tasked to do is throw the ring. We do the throwing. God does the towing. One day Jesus, that's right, one day our Savior was walking through the dusty streets of Samaria. And I love I'm sorry, Jericho. I love what the Bible says. The Bible says in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 3, that Jesus was walking through Jericho. He was literally, you'll see it there, passing through. Say that with me. Passing through. Isn't that true? We're just passing through. And the question is, do you have a ticket? I mean, that's a, that's a serious question. No matter how good you do good isn 't good enough. One time, an owner of a professional football team i 've told you this before gave me a ticket to sit in his box. It was not Jerry Jones, it was someone else. You're probably going about to it was Jerry Jones, no, it wasn 't and I showed up to the stadium and I had to show my ticket to all these security people, level after level after level, just to get to the owner's box. They didn't care if I was a pastor. Well, really, who cares anyway? They didn't care that I've written books. What does that matter? They didn't care that I speak in front of a lot of people. They didn't. That stuff didn't matter. All they wanted to see was the ticket. And the ticket was given to me. I didn't deserve it. I don't even know the owner that well. My family does, I don't. It was given to me and I received it. I mean, I would have been a moron to have gone, no, I don't want to sit up in the box with Nolan Ryan and some ex-presidents and things like that. No, 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 I'll just sit this one out. No, you go like, yes, you can just, in the owner's box? Eating caviar while you're watching football? Yeah, yeah, so I didn't deserve it. It was about the ticket. Do you have a ticket? Well, what's the ticket? The ticket is God has sent Jesus Christ, the ring is the thing, to die on the cross for your sins to rise again, He's offering you, like he offered me, and he's offering all of us this ticket. We receive it, we're saved by grace through faith. Not by work, so any of us could boast. So we're saved by grace through faith is something we don't deserve. And as Jesus is walking through Jericho, he's just passing through. In fact, this is probably the last time he ever walked through Jericho, and only God knows about time. the only God knows how much time you have left and I have left. Just this week, we were just talking about obituaries and we were reading through some people who passed, just arbitrary people, mentioned in the Dallas Morning News. And we were going, incredible, if you really think about it. Because a week ago, I doubt very many of those people thought, Oh boy, my name is going to be in the Dallas Morning News. My name will be in the obituaries. And then as we were reading these names, some children, some teenagers, some single adults, some in their 60s, 70s, 80s. We were like, I wonder I wonder if they if they had a ticket. I wonder And then I thought, I wonder when was the last time they had an opportunity to receive the ticket. And then I thought, and we were just discussing this, I wonder how many people were in their lives who had an opportunity to fling the ring who didn't. So Jesus is walking through Jericho He's aware of the situation. People are pressing in on him. Jesus, Jesus, heal me, touch me. And and, and the Bible says that he was aware of the situation. He was passing through and he had to pass through. And, and, And then the scripture keeps going. Look at Luke 19. It says, talking about Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So let's go back to Luke chapter 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho. I've been to Jericho. It's a, it's, a, it's a hot place, a small place. And there's still, believe it or not, some sycamore trees there. So Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. That's what we're all doing. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. You know, the name Zacchaeus means the righteous one. He was a chief tax collector. I had to back up and kind of give you the context. And was wealthy. This is a really a story of contrast. Zacchaeus was a man, but he acted like a boy. Climbing a tree, what? A man climbing a tree? He he was wealthy, but he was poor. He was alive, yet he was drowning and Jesus saw the situation. A tax collector. I mean, a lot of people dislike the IRS. (laughs) No, no, I don't hate the IRS. I'm just saying Zacchaeus, I mean, made the IRS look awesome. He was a Jew who worked for the Roman government, levied ridiculous taxes, on his on his fellow Jews, and then he took some for himself as well. <laughs> they hated him. And for Jesus to even have an interaction with him is like, what? I mean, the crowd's going, this, this, this can't, this can't be right. So I, I, I'm just gonna ask you, who is your Zacchaeus? The Bible says, so he ran ahead. The Bible says, Zacchaeus. He ran ahead because he had a poor vertical jump. I can't see, I can't see. He had a poor vertical jump. So because he couldn't see, he goes, I'm gonna climb up that tree. So he climbed up a sycamore tree. (laughs) Seek him more tree. Because at the end of this story, Jesus tells us, I've come to seek and save that which was lost. Anyway, I, I thought I'd throw that in. Anyway, so here's Zacchaeus hanging from a tree, looking at Jesus. This guy's pretty smart, isn't he? And you know the people even hated him worse. I'm like, look at this idiot. <laughs> Stealing from us. One of, our, one of our boys. He's a traitor. And here's Jesus. Uh, is Jesus looking at Zacchaeus? What? D- uh, this, this can't be right. So notice Jesus was aware of the situation. Crowds pressing, what did he do? He saw Zacchaeus up in that sycamore tree. And the Bible says Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was. I'm telling you, all of us have people in our lives who are hanging from the sycamore trees and they're wanting to see Jesus. They're in your neighborhood, I'm telling you. They're in that boardroom at your apartment complex at the school, on the team. Zacchaeus is wanting to see who Jesus is. Desperate to see who Jesus is. Now you would think, okay, Zacchaeus is seeking Jesus. Well, Jesus is seeking Zacchaeus. Yes, Zacchaeus Zacchaeus acquiesced, but, but he was the one that, that, that pushed this whole situation. And this, and this next part, Jesus is aware of the situation. He assessed the situation. Zac is up in a tree and he's thinking, this is odd. And then the next thing is, well, Luke 19 tells us when Jesus reached the spot, I love that the spot he looked up and said to him zacchaeus come down immediately this is the only time that jesus calls someone by name and obviously he'd never met him jesus is calling you by name you're on that sycamore tree you're, you're drowning jesus is calling you by name he looked up and said to him zacchaeus come down Immediately, now's the time. The Bible says, "Now is the time for your salvation." So Jesus, being the ring, is literally saying, "All right, Zacchaeus, come down from that tree." He's taking action. So, so you see the water rescue, don't you? You see him being aware. This is Jesus. You see him assessing the situation. He knew. He knew the the people who were really following him, who wanted to know him, and he and he and he just eyeballed Zacchaeus. I like that though, when Jesus reached the spot, you have this, you have the sovereignty of God and the free will of man meeting, the spot. Many times I've been in the ocean in the exact spot where I rescued that guy and it's powerful just to rehearse that and to think about that, that spot, And had I not just glanced to the left as we were turning into the marina, which I normally don't do, the guy would have died. So often it's those simple steps of obedience that have the most profound effects and implications in your life and mine. Just a simple act of obedience, praying for people in your life that don't know the Lord, praying for opportunities to see them in the sycamore tree, praying for opportunities to say, I'm coming to your house today, because metaphorically, think about Revelation three twenty: behold, I stand at the door and knock, Jesus said. So Zacchaeus on one hand was inviting Jesus into his house, yet Jesus stepped in and it was his house. Because of the life change that took place. This is powerful, man. Are you aware of your situation? Are you aware of what's going on in your body of water? Do you assess it regularly? Do you go, okay, God, what part do you want me to play today in the search and rescue? Are you taking action? Or are you working on your spiritual tan? Or are you just parked by the all-you-can-eat buffet on the cruise ship with your spiritual potbelly so massive you can't even do the stuff? Because Christianity, the church, is a diet and exercise entity. And we have here Jesus passing through, Jesus being aware, Jesus assessing the situation, the crowd's pressing in on him, sees Zacchaeus, this reprobate, It says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house today. Well, the people didn't like it. What? You're going to the house of a sinner? Jesus, come on. I mean, Zacchaeus of all people, you're going over to his house. One of the things that we forget about Jesus is that he was a friend of sinners. It's great that our best friends and our best friends should be believers. However, we have to remain intentional about building bridges to those people that are far away from God, those people who were drowning and don't even know it. because a lot of people are drowning in your life and mine and they don't even know it as, a, as, as we've been talking. so so zacchaeus knew down deep that something wasn't right he was wealthy but but notice we're going to find out he didn't have wealth wealth had him and earlier you know jesus went one-on-one with the ryr rich young ruler and you like that ryr sounds like a rapper ryr so jesus went one-on-one with the ryr and he said hey man you're rich you're a trustaphorian." I'm gonna challenge you to give it all away and follow me. Now, don't freak, guys. Jesus does not ask all of us to give everything away before we become a follower. This is the only instance in the Bible where Jesus challenged the guy to do that. Do that with me, one, two, three. Zacchaeus could probably have bought and sold the rich young ruler. What does he do? He has this power lunch, the first power lunch ever in scripture. You're talking about aftercare. So he steps up on his beautiful lanai and goes, this is Zacchaeus. I've changed. Jesus has changed my life. I've repented. And he gives all of this stuff away, all of this stuff to the poor and the needy and to help others. Look at verses eight and 10. Zacchaeus stood, so we know salvation is private and it goes public like that, and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Wow. This is a powerful story. Jesus with those evangelistic eyes, Jesus being aware, Jesus assessing the situation, Jesus taking action, and then the aftercare of Zacchaeus. That's what that's what we do. That's the business that we're in. I one time had the opportunity to to share Christ with someone, and this person became a believer. It was a powerful moment in my life. And a couple of days later, he called me. He was like, Ed, um, I gotta tell you something. I, I made $400,000 a month ago. And he said, I, I didn't make it in an integrous way. This guy was a really big, powerful guy. He said, I really intimidated the money guy and he just gave me the 400 grand. He said, I just gave it all back. I said, you, his name is Phil, you, Phil, are a modern day Zacchaeus. Salvation has come to your house. Now, we're saved, we know this, by grace through faith, period. But Jesus also tells us that he will know his followers by the fruits we show. And, 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 and the, the last thing, I thought, I thought this, was, this was interesting. So, so I'm studying Luke 19, Zacchaeus, and I'm studying just the uniqueness of this interchange. And then I thought, I wonder what Jesus talked about after Zacchaeus. What did he do? Did, did he take a vacation? Did he go to Cabo? Did he go, whoa, that was an IMA, an intensive ministry activity. No, he didn't say that. Do you know what he did? He tells a story. He tells a story as you continue reading in Luke 19 about accountability and responsibility. It's called the parable of the pounds. Not like that, but I'm talking about cash. And basically, the story is about God giving us what he's given us and us using it and leveraging it to share his message. And he's like, some people really do it, Other people have it, and they don't do jack. What are you doing with what God has given you? What are you doing with what God has given you? What are you doing with your sphere of influence? What are you doing with the ring? What are you doing with your prayer life? Do you know a quick action step that we can all take? And I've been doing this some. Check this out. How many people in here go out to eat? If you go out to eat, lift your hand. Everybody. You have an opportunity to impact and influence someone for eternity just by going out to eat. How about your servers? Your servers come up to the table. You order, blah, blah, blah. The food comes. All you gotta do is say this. Try this today. Hey, thank you so much for your help. I'm talking to the server. We're getting ready to eat. And before we eat, we're going to ask God to bless it. Is there anything that you would like for us to pray for? Like, in your life? You're not going to believe what you'll hear. You're not going to believe the opportunities you have to minister to people. Just by that simple question. And then... Always leave a generous tip, at least twenty percent. Twenty percent—that's right, twenty (laughs) percent. And then, that's why we give you these little cards and things about Fellowship Church. What a great opportunity to minister to someone. So, see, that's evangelism. Evangelism is, hey, I would love to have you as a part of Fellowship Church, or. We have this service coming up or whatever. Just just invite people. But don't stop there when God gives you open doors and open windows. Walk through them because when I was rescuing that guy with my friend, what were we doing? We were down on our knees. We had to get down on our knees to reach and pull him in the boat. I pray that many of you who are believers, hit your knees and begin to seriously pray for those Zacchaeuses in your life who are just hanging out in the Sycamore, the Sycamore trees looking for Jesus. I also pray for those of you here who are going to receive that ticket, the ticket to salvation. All you have to do is just let go Of those poor flotation devices and grab the life ring. Take Christ's nail scarred hand in your hand, and you, my friend, will be rescued. Thank you for listening, and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.